2: And this is Rebecca Frank, and here we are again, having our current historical, hysterical and infuriating conversation about our lives as vagina having organisms. I'll
1: to a debate about the spot, but probably research is getting fools. It's definitely researched. Beep beep boop. Just a few quick announcements. If you love our work and you want to donate to us so we can bring you more content, please go to glow.fm and search for Welcome to My Vagina. You can donate to us once or donate to us monthly. Every little bit counts. As a reminder, last week we had the amazing Miriam Wasman on to talk about her super cool show called Your Faithful Reader, which will be held at the Triskelian Arts in Williamsburg, October 10th through 12th. For tickets, showtimes, and donation details, please check out the notes section of this episode for the information, but also because there's a ton of amazing information that Rebecca works really hard to mine for you. And last but not least in this episode, we talked to Deanna, first about coke and ecstasy, but then about her experience with breast cancer. And because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, this episode will be a two-parter. So this month, it's all about the boobies. And since we're on that topic, please remember to get your titties checked
2: want to tell us a little bit about yourself, so you can introduce yourself to our listeners. Um, sure, I'm Diana, uh, your sister's friend. <laughs> <laughs> you all might remember Lucy from an earlier episode, which will
3: be linked in the episode notes.
1: Dope! So, yay!
3: And um, I'm here because I have like literally all the cancer
1: every life <laughs> and cancer. I want to
3: talk about
0: it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we're done. <laughs>
1: part of my family <laughs> right? I felt like
3: part of your family while I was like listening to your oh, podcast because oh. I was like "Ooh!" and I would like find myself trying to say things out loud to like add to the conversation oh my god that's amazing and I was like damn it and then I texted you a couple of times uh, yes oh my god will you please tell the story that you texted me about the cocaine <laughs> Also, I just remembered what story it was. Um, yes, yeah, so the story <laughs> that you're referring to is, I was listening to your episode regarding like what not to put in your vagina. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you mentioned was cocaine. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have quite a personal story to tell about that. Yes. <laughs> in college, I uh, <laughs> quite enjoyed my cocaine, okay? okay? So I'm not ashamed, you know, we've all been there. Yeah, so... Uh, (laughs) There have been a couple of, like this happened to me the one time and it just really weirded me out. So I was doing some cocaine. And I don't know if you know this for all those listeners out there. (laughs) When you do cocaine, you like use your index finger of like the dominant hand to wipe off the cocaine from like the surface that you've done it from and like put it on your teeth. Uh But a little bit still stays on the index finger (laughs) of your dominant hand. Oh my God. (laughs) Just figure out where I'm going Uh, with it. (laughs) For sure. For sure. So then later on that evening, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed. I go to bed and I decide that I want to masturbate, like I almost always do. Best way to go to sleep. Right, exactly. (laughs) And so I go and I like cannot come. Like I keep going going with it for a while, and I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why is this happening to me? Uh-huh. Is it broken? Are you okay? Oh, and I just oh keep God. thinking, like, why Like, what's happening? Like, why is everything so like numb down there? Like, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Jeez. I'm not sweating cheese, but like, <laughs> it's just like I just keep thinking to myself, what is the matter with me? What's happening right now? <laughs> and then it dawns on me at some point, like later on that night, or maybe even in the next morning. I'm like oh my God, that's right. I had <laughs> cocaine on my finger and I tried to put that not in my vagina, but like on my clit. And oh it's just like, what? <laughs> oh, that's So phenomenal. ever since then, I always made sure before going to bed after doing cocaine that I would wash my hands. Yeah,
0: with
2: live and learn. And like you... scrub that <laughs> finger. <laughs> Especially the <laughs> dominant <laughs>
3: finger on your dominant hand. Right? On your dominant like, cocaine. Yeah, it's a, the hand. finger that you use for like, Everything, yeah, it's know? an important thing. Oh my
2: god, that's you amazing! And Here, that's all
3: I could think about. And I felt so awkward texting that to you because I no. thought, I'm like, she's either gonna think I'm like really oversharing.
2: No, I was like, there's no oversharing, and can you please tell that on the podcast? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, also, I don't have
3: a problem with that at
1: all. We have a first hand account of it now, it is yeah. true, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah
3: it's not pleasant like i i don't know people say all kinds of weird shit about having sex and like using drugs like somebody told me oh you gotta take ecstasy and like try to have sex i'm like you're so distracted i don't think you could like get to that point i feel like people say shit like that just to seem like they're so cool you yeah. know like doing the drugs and like yeah having I mean, the sex right but they're not really like they're they they have not thought about the actuality of doing yeah it. yeah
1: like... i think the first time i did ecstasy i didn't have yeah it was same thing i didn't have sex i made out with a lot of people yeah mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun yep swallowed a girl's tongue ring on accident oh no um, did <laughs> you find terrible. it later <laughs> i swallowed it <laughs> right. <laughs> right proofs in the pudding exactly um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Just as sure as one plus one must always equal two.
0: Everybody loves
1: boobs. Not everybody.
0: Cancer hates us. Here's the truth. It isn't perjury. Perjury. Many boobs have to have surgery. Surgery. One in eight, and that's a fact. So help us please
1: reduce that stat. All right, all right, all right, all right. So... (laughs) Tell us about all the cancer? All of the
3: cancer. (laughs) All of the cancer. All of it. Um, So yeah, I mean, I guess I'll start with, I've had cancer three times, even Mm. though I'm, well, tomorrow I'll be 33,
0: yay. Happy Happy birthday! birthday.
3: But yeah, so I've had cancer three times in the last three years, and uh, it sucks. And (laughs) what can I say? It's breast cancer. And I found it myself all three times. What? And it's, yeah. Um. And it's like the weirdest thing because the first time I found it, my doctor couldn't feel it. But she, yeah, like I, I found it and I was like, wow, this is kind of weird. And I had a bad feeling about it right away because it's like, I feel like as good as doctors are, none of them know your body the way you know your like own body. Yeah. So as I say like, trust yourself you know like Mm -hmm. don't uh if the doctor tells you oh I'm not feeling anything don't just say ah fuck it like no you know like get a scan or like get checked out by somebody else or whatever and uh but she sent me like she said she didn't feel anything but she still sent me to get like an ultrasound and she was like you're way too young for a mammogram like I'm not doing this Mm -hmm. to you just go for the ultrasound. But when I showed up there, I had the ultrasound and they were like, okay, yeah, you need a mammogram. And that's mm-hmm. when I knew, like, even though I didn't have mm-hmm. the biopsy yet, I didn't yeah. have like the confirmation. I kind of knew cause it's like, I don't know, I guess if it walks like a duck and talks like <laughs> a duck, it's just kind of, yeah. um, yeah. but you know, you still have hope even when you think you're feeling hopeless. Mm-hmm. um, You know, like I thought, I was feeling really hopeless about it, but there was still a hope there because when you do get the bad news, you feel that hope getting crushed. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I feel like whenever I feel like there's no hope, I'm like, I know it's in there somewhere because every time I'm still disappointed. It's not like I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. Never.
3: But um. But yeah. So like the first time around, they were like, oh, we caught it early. It's gonna be great. So (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be great. Best (laughs) (laughs) breast cancer ever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep, and so they were like, "Oh, you know, like it's triple positive," which is really weird. What Nobody told mean? me that it was super rare. Well, when they um, <clears throat> when they check your like breast cancer, right after they cut it out normally, or even during the biopsy, uh, they check it for three. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, chemo brain. Uh, <laughs> um, hormones, three hormones, because um, types of cancers that are very closely connected with hormones or like breast cancer, testicular cancer, like uterine cancer, those kinds of like hormonal cancers. I yeah. don't know if that's the right way to call them, but that's what I call them kind of. They out. the cancer, yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm really the here your like genitals on <laughs> the <laughs> cancer right, right. And so um it likes those hormones, right? So it like not necessarily like feeds on it, but like those are the hormones that kind of, you know will help it grow. It and up. so um, there are three hormones they check it for um, estrogen. Uh, progesterone and HER2, and um, Two. yeah, it's another like another hormone. I don't okay. really know too much about it. So HER2-positive
2: breast cancer is a breast cancer that tests positive for a protein called human epidermal growth factor receptor 2, which promotes the growth of cancer cells. In about one of every five breast cancers, the cancer cells have a gene mutation that makes an excess of the HER2 protein.
3: So HER2-positive breast cancers tend to be more aggressive than other types of breast cancer. Um, and so they test you for it and, you know, most common I think is triple negative. So people are like negative for all three of those or they're just like positive for some of them and like negative for others. Triple positive is quite rare, which my doctors didn't really tell me, but I found that out like through like talking with other breast cancer patients and stuff like that like other doctors and they're like wow triple positive that's pretty weird because like you know how to attack it but you have to like really attack it from all sides and you don't oh. know what else like could be going on right so um that's why after like even though now um a lot of people assume because I'm finished with chemo and because I'm finished you know I don't need any radiation I don't need any surgery and stuff like that they're like oh you're done right Wrong, because you have to go through hormonal therapy, Mm -hmm. which could be for the rest of your life. And people don't know that unless they know somebody who is willing to be open with them about breast cancer or any kind of cancer and cancer treatments. And like, this is the main reason why I jumped on the opportunity to be here, Mm -hmm. actually, because people don't talk about it. And I hate that because I wish there were more people talking to me about it. And I wish there were more people out there just like sharing their experiences. So when you plunge into this cancer world, it's not so... Um, overwhelming mm-hmm. it's just like I've had too many moments where I would share something with someone and they'd be like oh yeah like I went through all that and I'm like I wish this was Why? public knowledge uh, yeah. like be- people need to know a lot of people get cancer yeah. what is it like one in seven women yeah. gets breast cancer I mean that's fucking crazy you it know like we it's... should know more about it so my mom had breast cancer mm-hmm. as well yeah I, um... I I drank wine with your mom and <laughs> we had a girls' girl oh, oh, we I got bet. drunk oh and, yay, and yeah, and we talked about all the cancers yeah, pretty much.
2: <laughs> my mom will talk about it for sure. yeah. and she one of her complaints, and th- and this is what um made me think of it is is the fact that you didn't know that you had this, like triple positive, right? That nobody told you. my one of my mom's biggest thing was like having cancer is bad enough, but having the information kept from you. Mm-hmm. and and she's like it it felt like paternalistic to me having doctors thinking that, like, I should not have this or that it would somehow be. Um, like that me having all this information would somehow be an impediment. Mm -hmm. Whereas like for me, knowing everything is better.
1: That's for most people, isn't it? Yeah,
3: I would think. I don't know. I feel like it does depend on other people. Uh, You know, I mean, at least I know my mom for sure. She's the kind of person that she doesn't want to know. Okay. If she doesn't know, that means it can't hurt her. Mm -hmm. That's her mindset. I don't agree with that. For me, I'm like your mom. I'm more like more, more, more. I need to know every single thing because I feel that uh, disease can be really scary, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like um, knowledge really combats like fear, yeah. and I feel like it trumps fear because something can be really scary, but then when you know more about it, you're you're kind of you're not so scared anymore.
1: Yeah, you can figure out how to respond to it.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: I I retract what I just said because I actually remember there was like a study done and I think it was based on uh, STDs and probably in particular HIV. And a lot of uh, the people that they studied would rather not know because they could still live in that Area of oh I probably I may not have it Like plausible deniability mm-hmm. yeah exactly but that's irresponsible Absolutely. in another
3: way because yeah. it's like if you can pass it on I mean mm-hmm. you can't pass on cancer as far as we know anyway <laughs> <Right. laughs> oh my yeah. god one day who <laughs> well, knows, who really knows except genetically yeah. but um but you know it's something that's contagious mm-hmm. you know I would I would definitely want to know I mean like yeah I was a super slut back in the day and yeah. it's like. I was Kudos. always responsible with it. You know, I would I would go and see doctors. I would make sure to use protection. Yeah. If I didn't I wouldn't hook up with somebody else until I got that taken care of, like I got that looked at and stuff like that.
2: This is the welcome to my vagina public service amount- announcement. Mm-hmm. Everybody,
3: brought to you by Diana. Yes, <laughs>
0: yes, and You're thank welcome. you. Yeah,
2: um,
3: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's like it's okay to be a super slut. It's not okay to be an irresponsible super yes. slut. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely <clears throat> right. Well,
1: we just <laughs> found the true. quote. Yes, yeah, we the did. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> then,
3: we're gonna
2: we're gonna put you in a vulva speech box. Uh. A few of them, I imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you, what is, as people who are, you know, in our 30s, so haven't Mm -hmm. had mammograms, what is that like? What I don't actually know.
3: Well, it's, um, it was scary for me the first time around because um, obviously I feel like it was more scary mentally than like Mm -hmm. physically, but also I had hurt that it hurts and stuff like that. And it's like super painful, and I feel, <laughs> I feel like it's unnecessarily so, to be entirely honest with you. I mean, Please.
1: Mm, M- let me just say, <laughs> it <pertained> to women? <laughs> let yeah. me just say, it is like they squeeze
3: the shit out of your titty, and I like, my my breasts were also very dense, mm-hmm. so they couldn't even see anything on the mammogram. Like, they could barely see, like, The 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 image was so white, because when you're young, especially the younger you are, the firmer your breasts. Mm. So like the more dense the breast tissue is. So the harder it is to see. So they made me do a fucking MRI anyway. They're like, oh, because we can't see clearly on the mammogram, why don't we do an MRI? Like, why didn't you just do an MRI to begin with? And then they saw a couple of other spots on the MRI that they did not see on the mammogram, which turned out to be benign because like women get like cysts in their breasts all the time. It's like not a big deal unless it's hard, you know, like it's really hard and you can feel it. Um, So yeah, I was just like kind of, what, what a waste of time. And then to follow up after I was done with the first, like after my first diagnosis, And uh, after I was finished with all of the, uh, you know, all of the treatments that I was doing for that first cancer, they were like, "Well, now we're just gonna follow up with mammograms every six months or whatever it was gonna be." And I'm just like, you know, my breasts are dense. Like, what? What the? Like, why don't you just do? an MRI each time. And it's like, what the fuck? And they're like, well, if we can't see anything on the mammogram, we'll do the MRI. And I'm like, then why do it at all? Is it an expense? I just don't understand. Well, the thing is, I have insurance. So they bill my insurance company. So it doesn't matter to them. (laughs) Like Sometimes it feels like they just want to do tests because they get paid no matter what. And it's like, I'm glad I have insurance coverage for sure. But it's like, I don't know. It's like, trust your doctors, but also... Do your own research and like use your own common sense. Not like, hey, I'm going to drink beet juice to like get my cure my cancer. Like not like that. But I'm just saying like talk to several doctors, like see what different experts have to say. You know, like look online, like talk to people who have had cancer. What kind of experience did they have? Kind of weigh it all in because otherwise it's like. You know, you can get caught up in, like, one particular doctor's opinion.
1: I feel like people just assume, like, expertise from doctors, and they're just the same as in every profession. There are good ones and there are bad ones. Yeah. Yeah, I used to think that, but
3: um, I have had a lot of doctors. A lot. Okay. And it's just they are – they're people – yeah. And I never thought about it that way before, which is kind of a weird, but like I never thought about it, but it's like they make mistakes yeah. and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. And especially when I had my first recurrence and then my second recurrence, my doctor fired me after I had my second recurrence. What do you mean? He like fired himself. And wow. he was like, yeah, you need to see another oncologist. He's like, wow. I treated you through the first cancer and I treated you through the second one, which was weird enough that it came back at all. Like he was shocked just like completely yeah. appalled that it came back. And he's like, when it came back a second time, he was just like, "I." he's like, I can, you have to see somebody else. He's like, at least to get a second opinion or something. He's like, because, but yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I respect him for that because he admitted that it was beyond him. You know, yeah. he was more used to standard cancer, I guess. But mine was a little kind of weird. And so he was like, he tried and he tried. And the third time around, he was just like, yeah, he's like you have to you wow. have to like see somebody else because I can't, you know, like I can't.
2: Yeah, and especially like going back to your comment about like realizing that doctors are humans, like we we like lionize them, right? So we put them on yeah. <clears throat> we pedestals. put them on pedestals and we think of them as mm-hmm. these like infallible people because that's kind of like what we were brought up to think, right? Like they're out yeah. there for your best interest, they're out there to help you. Um and I think that I'm sure that after certain not not everyone obviously but certain people who go to medical school they internalize that themselves and they mm-hmm. say well i can't i can do no wrong <clears throat> dr oz and, <laughs> and like, i've been wanting to well there's also that like a mentality a of you probably not being allowed to fuck up right right, right. And thinking about the power of insurance companies when mm. we look at like liability issues and the amount of mm-hmm. insurance that doctors need to carry and the hospitals need to carry but to f- have someone who didn't have such a big ego that he could say, you know what? I can't figure out this puzzle and you are more important than my ego. Mm -hmm. So like you need to go to somebody else because like ultimately me being stubborn and deciding that I need to be the one to figure this out is not going to benefit you at all, Mm -hmm. which is,
3: you know, and he, you know, he made it very clear. He's like, I'm always here for you. Like, if you ever want to see me, if you ever want to consult me, um, he asked my permission to uh, present my case at his uh, board meetings when he meets with other doctors and stuff, like when they go on conferences and things. And I gave him my permission because, hey, you know, like if even if, you know, this cancer is just stupid and it's just going to kill me, I'd rather people have as much information as possible. I'd rather not keep this secret. So maybe Mm. they'll figure something out that's not going to be – like, it might not benefit me, but it might benefit somebody else who has, like, a similar problem. And mm-hmm. that's the scary so.
1: thing about people not, like you said earlier, not discussing it. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. it would help the people that currently are dealing with it, but it would also help future generations to maybe, yeah, you know, For have sure. a better option.
3: Mm -hmm. for sure and I feel that way about basically everything yeah um which is why I love your podcast so much because I I'm all about open conversation about anything yeah you can talk about anything to anybody it just matters how yeah you know you're not gonna bring it up like out of nowhere you know but it's like yeah you have (laughs) it's awkward right you you can like work it in and it's um it's the same concept it's like you never know what somebody else is going through and you never know like what you say how how it can affect them Mm -hmm. and um Putting out as much information out there as possible, I feel like, is really the best. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And how people receive it. I think we're... Especially because people don't talk about it, people receive it awkwardly. mm -hmm. I don't know if that's your experience, like, interacting with people and how they interact with you now.
0: I've
3: I've, I've had kind of, like, both sides of the coin. Because it's like, I've had people who were awkward initially Mm -hmm. because they realized how open I was about everything like straight up just like open Mm -hmm. and um maybe it put some people off and I've definitely seen that happen um but maybe it like kind of shocked some people but then once they got over it they were able to talk to me about it Mm -hmm. um and um but yeah but some people are like welcoming it it's like they they want the information, and I feel like most of us feel that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are curious. That's how we are, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. human nature to be curious, and I have no problem with that. I mean, I've had people ask me like, "Can I see your scars?" Because like they know I had a double mastectomy and no reconstruction, which I will get into. Yes, later. <laughs> yes please. <That's- laughs> and people have asked me like, "Is this weird?" Or like, "Can I can I look at your scars?" And I was like, "It's not weird." <laughs> I'm really? Just oh, lifting okay. my shirt Like I'm shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's, I'm like. Educate yourself, and I was. Um, I, I go to this spa, and um, at the end of all the like things that you do there, like getting massages and going to saunas and stuff, um, uh, there is a bathhouse where you go to bathe, and everybody's nude in there. So you like take all your clothes off, you like put them in a the thing, and I never had a problem with nudity at all, and not now that I don't. I have no titties, you know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure how else to like phrase it. <laughs>
1: But I think um, you nailed it. Right.
3: So like I understand that that's not a like a typical everyday thing. But I was thinking about it the other day, like when I was when I was at the spa with my friend, I was just thinking about it, like looking at all these women in there, I don't see a lot of surgery scars or lumpectomies or mastectomies mm-hmm. or like double mastectomies. I don't see a lot of that. In fact, most women there just kind of looked shocked, like to see me just like parading around with no titties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how dare I? <laughs> and right? so, yeah, how dare I? That's a But really... then I think about it and it's like one in seven women gets breast cancer. So it's like,
1: why like are they hiding
3: like there's a lot of women in here like a lot like sometimes there's like 20 30 women in this bathhouse at the same time and i'm like are these women hiding like why do they feel like they have to hide and why don't i like does that make me weird or is that like or are they just like repressed and like are not able to like show themselves Mm -hmm. i I don't know but it's um it just made me feel kind of sad it's like i wish like they could just go out and show their non titties and fucking be proud i mean i guess it's
1: hard enough for like women in our society in general to get used to being like a a lot of women to get used to kind of being out in nudity in general because i feel like that's even taboo and then like tack on the extra added level of like taking away the thing that we've been objectified for for our entire life yeah and that is hard like i will say when um
3: I, I I basically knew right away. Like even before I got my recurrences, I said to myself, "I'm like, if this ever comes back, because breast cancer, unfortunately, it's a reality. Yeah, it will it, it will come back. Like, do you know what I mean? like most of the yeah. time it comes back, unfortunately. Mm. But uh, and I'm like, if it ever comes back, I'm just gonna get a double mastectomy and that's it. And I yeah. was like, I'm not gonna get any reconstruction, none of that. I'm just gonna get a double mastectomy. However, I did not expect to get a recurrence. At thirty-one, you know, right. Wow. Like right so after. Like, right, like right after. When were you
1: first diagnosed?
3: Um, I was diagnosed I just turned 30. Okay. So it was like the August of 2016. Okay. Yeah. And so like almost three years ago. Right. And um and yeah, well, I guess my second diagnosis was when I was like almost thirty two. Okay. So like I wasn't quite thirty two yet. Mm-hmm. And um and yeah, so like I didn't realize that I was gonna be so young. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to right. say I'm not gonna get any reconstruction thinking I'm probably gonna be like fifty when right. I get my next recurrence. Yeah. But um, it, you know, but I still like I didn't sway from my decision. I looked into it. I saw a couple of plastic surgeons. And I still decided, like not not doing it. Yeah. And I had my reasons for it because I was just like the more I looked into what reconstruction actually entails, the more it seemed insane to me. <laughs> what does it entail? Um well, first of all, even when I saw my uh, breast surgeon, and I told her I wanted to double mastectomy. And she said, "Well, I'm going to send you to a plastic surgeon that's like right across the hall from me. She's like, "You know, get a consultation with him." But she's like, "I don't recommend uh, getting um silicone implants. Okay. Uh, she's or any kind of implants Why? because uh, I had radiation on one side after my first cancer. And she says that when you get implants and one of your sides was um, radiated, the implants, the skin is always damaged. Like, nobody tells right. you this, that, like, after radiation, mm-hmm. like, treatment, it it's permanently damaged. It, like, so, burns you, right? Right, right, uh, severely. And um, so it's, like, it never heals the same. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, if you cut into it and you create scar tissue in the same damaged skin, mm-hmm. it's not gonna heal the same way as the healthy side, you okay. know?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, um, She was like, yeah, don't do it because it just looks different. Mm -hmm. It looks fucked up. Like women have trouble with, you know, like the implants and stuff like that if they've had radiation previously. And I spoke with uh, my husband's aunt. She'd had a, um, uh, I think she had one mastectomy and then another mastectomy later. But she did say, she did get implants. Like nobody told her this. And she does say that she, um, you know, um, regrets getting implants because she says one side looks really weird and she doesn't feel comfortable wow. like really like wearing like revealing clothes where it would be mm-hmm. noticeable yeah. and she has to wear like a special bra you know because it's like you know, you know it's stuff like that so um i um but when i went to the plastic surgeon uh, oh, that uh, face i'm so excited okay, i'm for just this. gonna have some, some <laughs> liner here um but when i went to the first plastic surgeon It seemed the way that he was talking to me and the way that his staff, uh, specifically his like surgery nurse, like the way they were talking to me, it seemed like my only option was the implants. Right. And I like brought that up with him and I was like, but my breast surgeon told me that this can be an issue. Like, is this not an issue? he's like oh oh don't worry about it because what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a muscle from your back and don't worry you don't use it anyway and (laughs) yeah like like i hate that like we do use it like we may not use it directly that's why it's fucking there like stop it like and so we will tunnel it under your skin to the front to support your fake ditty. i was just like what and so (laughs) I was so right I was just I was like what and then they keep showing me pictures of women like and their backs and the way it looks in the front and it still looks fucked up yeah I mean like I'm sorry but like it it does because your skin is radiated it's not gonna heal the same way as the other side and like the back and they're like doesn't this look beautiful I'm like no. What? What? I, I'm legally blind. Like, are, right. are you looking like, what, yeah, you're like, like who's blind here? Like, what oh, are you talking God. about? Yeah. I could not I couldn't believe it. And I was just like, listen, I'm really not interested. Like, I'd rather just, you know, go flat, you know, like not have any reconstruction or anything like that. And they were like, Well, let's talk about, you know, like if you're not interested in that, like that's fine. But uh, you know, let's talk about um obviously um... it's
1: not. <laughs> right,
3: yeah, exactly, right. You're but still like, But but they even told me told me about it. They were like, Oh, we'll have to put expanders in and those go in for several months and they Ouch. will slowly expand your skin to stretch it to fit the implants, then you have to have another surgery. So you not only have to have a surgery to remove the breast tissue and the breast cancer with it and like, you know, like whatever leftover skin and whatnot. And it's like, you have to like have a surgery like to put the, to put the fucking expanders in. Then you have to have another surgery to take the expanders out. Put the fake implants in. But then after that, a lot of women have uh, follow up surgery uh, because something goes wrong or something doesn't look right or uh, the implant bursts or whatever. Oh, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's That's so like much shit. It's sp- like nightmare. Right? And I for spoke for what? To- for what? For aesthetics. Exactly. For what? To me, that was insanity. That's the I, thing. I, this is not to say, like, I'm not judging any women who feel like they want to do this and it will make them feel better about themselves? Totally. But the thing is, most women going into this don't know the fucking facts. Like, they don't know this. The only reason I know this is because I researched it myself. And it's like, I looked at interviews uh, of women who went flat. Like, there's the going flat movement. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at them, the majority of them had implants or had some form of reconstruction and had to get rid of it because they something went wrong. Yeah. Right. So it's like like wow. not a lot of them. Like I think there's only one that I heard an interview with that um decided to go flat initially. Like right away. Like just get the breast tissue out and just go flat. Yeah. There was only one that I'd heard of. I'm sure there's more. Like yeah. I'm sure I'm not so special. But yeah, like yeah the majority of women, they had some kind of problem or they got tired of constantly having corrective surgery yeah. and they were just like, fuck it, like just take the shit out. Like yeah. it's not working out, fuck it. And so um, I was just, I'm gonna just gonna skip this step. Yeah, like, like for me, it was like not even a question. It was totally, you know, it made perfect sense to me but I just, yeah. And like the second option they offered me was to take my like belly fat and oh, oh, yeah, it's basically like a liposuction type surgery. But they take mm-hmm. that belly fat and they put it like in like where your breasts are supposed to go, which sounds like, all right. I was like, all right, tell me more sure. about it. I was kind of mm-hmm. like, OK, like I haven't heard of that before, yeah, but like, like tell me more about already.
2: it already. You know, oh, right, we all right, have right. a little belly fat. Just repurpose Move it. it. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what <laughs> I was saying. Reduce.
3: But it's um, not that easy. No, <laughs> right, it's not that easy. It's a microsurgery, which means it's a surgery that takes place under a microscope. And they stitch blood vessels together with Fred that's like thinner than your hair. Like you can't see it with the naked eye. You have to have like it's a it's wow. a surgery under a microscope, like I said.
2: Holy God. And people no do thanks. That? Like Not for, for me
3: like oh no, people do this. Wow. Yeah. People do this. Isn't that dangerous? And Purple it's a 12 hour surgery. 12 oh, and you're under. motherfucking hours yeah. that you are under anesthesia. Do you understand when I got it's my so regular scary. double mastectomy, no reconstruction, nothing, I was under anesthesia for five hours. I couldn't shit for a week. I like cannot imagine like being under anesthesia for longer than that. Like there's serious repercussions. Like you're not asleep. Like you're not asleep when you're under anesthesia. You're not taking a nap. You're not having a good time. Like no, like shit is happening to your body that like- Traumatic stuff. Right, that takes a long time to recover from, like a lot longer than you think. And people don't know that. You know what I mean? Like it's for something
1: you don't need
3: to walk through your life. Exactly, and that that was was my point. like, I'm not doing all that for aesthetics. To me personally, it's not worth it. And I feel like a lot of women would agree with me if they knew all the facts, but they don't know. They're like, I'm getting fake titties. It's fun to say, you know, like, Hey, I got this breast cancer, but the silver lining is I'm getting fake titties. Right. It's not a silver lining. Like it's a really difficult process and it's really painful and it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And I've heard of women who got the Uh, The tissue displacement reconstruction, like from the belly, and it didn't take. So the tissue just died. So you're at a risk for infection and other shit. Like what my like problem is, is that this plastic surgeon and his nurse, they were like pushing. I'm Mm -hmm. like, can I please see pictures of women that didn't get uh, reconstruction? Mm-hmm. I just want to take a look at what that looks like, you know? Right. Like, I was curious because I'm like, this is what I'm interested in. No, they're going to show me pictures of the various reconstruction. I mean, I just speak for myself, but, like, do your research. Like, if yeah. somebody telling you that you have to get fake titties, you better slap them and then do some research. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like you think like, about mm. it, and it's
2: like these are people who have been through hell. hell. Like, so, like, all of this stuff, like – you know, I mean, obviously, you know way better than me. But like, mm-hmm. what chemotherapy and radiation does to the body, and then to think that that women are like only their what, boobs, and yeah, are quote, but are quote unquote given a choice, but the information is stacked so against them actually making a choice, so against them actually being like prepared with information and saying mm-hmm. like, hey, these are all of your options. You can get implants. These are the pros and cons. You can, d- mm-hmm. you know, do uh, tissue. Re- what is this tissue it's a tissue displacement tissue yeah. displacement mm-hmm. pros and cons you can you can decide not to do any re- reconstruction pros
3: and cons yeah. you know what i
2: mean and like really for that one the only cons are just like society being a
3: dick yep exactly and and that's the thing and it's like but the first plastic surgeon's office i went to getting no reconstruction wasn't even an option wow. that to is hear insane them say to me it. like And I was bringing it up, so it's not Mm -hmm. like I was listening to them, like telling me all these. Like, no, I was the one who brought it up. You were like, "What if I just don't?" I was like, "What if I don't do it?" Like, tell me what's (laughs) up. What happens? La 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 la. la, (laughs) But what happens is society—they don't—they don't don't make any money because the doctor gets paid. A plastic surgeon gets paid a lot less to just like stitch someone up Mm -hmm. than to Uh, do thirteen fucking surgeries. You know what I'm saying? Like. I mean, it makes sense, and it's shitty, but it does make sense for them, you know? So they don't really want to do that. And it's like, I will never forget, like, and then the doctor, when he was talking to me about, like, the displacement, he's like, well, let me examine you. I was like, okay. So, like, my family stepped out, and it was just me and him and, like, the nurse. And he looked at my belly, and he, like, felt around for it, like, squished it or whatever, squished my little Mm chub-chub. And so, and he was like, well, there's really only enough for one here. (sighs) God. It's like the (laughs) levels, the
2: levels of shaming. You know what I mean? I was just like,
3: how big are you trying to make them? Like, are you motherfucking trying to give me like triple Fs? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uniboob
1: all the way. Like, are you
3: kidding me? Like, what? What? I like couldn't believe it. I was like, are you You fucking kidding me? I was shocked. I was just shocked. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't. I just couldn't even respond to that and then when my family came back in and like we were talking about it whatever and i was talking to the nurse the doctor left and i was saying to the nurse like listen i gotta tell you i'm leaning more towards getting no reconstruction Mm -hmm. and she's like well you can choose that if you like but you have to just understand that you're going to be deformed for the (gasps) rest of your life wow she used the word deformed twice the only reason i didn't smack her is because my husband was holding my hand oh but my god i that... wanted to oh my
0: god and
3: i, I that's when i knew i wasn't going to be using their office you guys-,
0: <laughs> you guys
2: this was their sales pitch what yeah. the fuck
3: yeah but it was just like i couldn't believe she said that and i went with a different office and the other doctor was younger mm-hmm. so maybe he had a bit more of a modern perspective so he had no issue. And he told me, and I will never forget this. Like, I'm really grateful for this because he said to me, listen, he's like, it is a lot harder if we don't do reconstruction to go back if you want it. Right. But it is possible. We can do it. He's like, so if you change your mind, like if you don't get any reconstruction and then you change your mind later, he's like, I will be able to help you. Like, it's not a one way street, you know, like it's I, harder we can you? go back. It's harder. Because obviously, like, you have to stretch the skin. Like, it's a lot more work and, like, all that. And it's, like, you know. But when you're doing it initially, like, there's, like, some loose skin that, you know, I mean, you can, like, implement it and whatever. But I appreciated that, especially after my, like, first plastic surgeon office. He was, like, it's not, you know, as permanent as you would think. It would be really difficult, but, like, we could do it. We'll make it work. Right, right. And so he... Yeah, he was great about the whole thing. I, I, I'm glad I switched offices. But then a couple of weeks, I think it was already after I got my double mastectomy, mm-hmm. the nurse, the fucking nurse no. called me back. She called me and I was recovering from my double mastectomy. And she was like, well- you know, you came into our office like a few weeks ago Stop. and we were just wondering, like, you know, are you are you getting your like double mastectomy? Like, do you need our services or whatever? I was like, like fuck you, bitch. Um, I'm like, I decided Hell to go no. with a different plastic surgeon office. And she's like, oh, uh, do you mind if I ask you why? So I told her. <laughs> good. Good. I told her precisely why. What did she say? And she was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm I didn't I, I'm sorry you like took it that way. I'm like, oh, how else was that I way? supposed to yes, take it? I, I was like, bye. <laughs> oh, I wanna throw something so bad right now. I don't know what to do.
1: I know. It's like I couldn't Please, miss. Tell and, me and how the, I could take is... being deformed differently. Right. Yeah. And the thing is like
3: like she didn't even realize, like she didn't even realize what she, she was doing, wrong. right? She and didn't she, even realize it. I guess nobody ever took it that way. Like nobody it, ever questioned her like that. And
2: like, having it parroted back didn't didn't alarm something in her. Didn't have her say, "Holy, cr-
3: yeah, that
1: is horrible. I'm so but I'm, like, sorry." One, that one I case did that.
3: out of hundreds, they right. probably take. But, uh, with, so it's like,
1: you know, yeah. what's really scary is like you're obviously like a very like strong. You know what you fucking want, and <laughs> but like a lot of people probably went into her office and were like, "You're right."
3: I mm-hmm. would that be. will
1: make me deformed. Yeah. I can That's a totally fucked see that up thing.
3: And that pisses me off so much. Like, fuck. Like, I hate that. Like, I don't know why I don't fall for that bullshit. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why. Like, maybe I'm strong. Maybe I'm like, I overthink shit like I don't know like I don't know why I'm shit. like that it's just it's just the way it's just the way I am and yeah. it's the way I've always been like I don't give a fuck like I will do whatever the fuck I want to do yeah. like and that's like I feel it's like that's how such a strong be. trait that yeah. like I just don't give a fuck what you yeah. say to me like I will listen but I will make my own decisions anyway yeah. and so uh but I and just do your research off yeah. that there, there are people who don't have those traits and they're not presented with facts and they're kind of like bullied or like scared into this like insanity, like Mm -hmm. into this process. And then they feel like they can't go back because they're already committed. They already had the surgery. They already had the expanders put in or whatever. And then there's kind of like no going back and it's presented to them like, oh, this is a normal thing. Mm -hmm. No, having 13 surgeries on your breasts is not fucking normal. It's not. I had one surgery and they were like the way they were presenting it like i got my second diagnosis when it was like maybe 3 months before my wedding so they latched on to that shit they're like oh, oh we're going to have... make you look great for your wedding like so you know much. and Stop. then we'll then we'll take care of everything afterwards oh yeah oh yeah oh they're God, like we so will much. don't worry about it like you're going to look great for your wedding Like, that's what I fucking care about? Like, what the fuck? How about not being painful during my honeymoon? How about, like, being as healed as possible? Like, the best advice they could have given me is, like, no, no, no. If you want to be fully healed, by the time you have your wedding, don't get any reconstruction. That's, like, the best advice they could have fucking given me. And I'm glad I didn't follow their advice because my wedding day like my wedding gown it fit me anyway I had no titties and it still fit me (laughs) like the three dresses that I got for my wedding the one that I wore the morning off to like board the ship because we got married on a ship and like my wedding gown and the gown that I got for uh rehearsal dinner all of them fit and they looked better than they did when I had titties Call yeah, up no the woman. nurse and be like, how do you like them apples? Because they don't make clothes that fit your titties. But then yeah. they want you to get fake titties. What the it's fuck? It's crazy. Like, <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, why? I don't understand. Oh, my God. <sighs> like, oh, my
1: God.
0: Yeah. She from the I-B-T-C. Where's she from? People? The I-B-T-C. She's she from the I-B-T-C. Explain it to me. She ain't got no titties, but she's feeling herself. Charlie feeling herself. Charlie feeling herself. Charlie feeling herself. Charlie feeling
2: herself. Charlie. We're just going to... Real quick, list off a whole bunch of words for boobs. Boops. Boobs. Boobs. Boob 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 boob, boob 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 You ready? Yeah. And yabos. Melons. Peepers. Foliage. Shirt potatoes. Hahas. Dixie cups.
1: Danish warburton's.
2: Nunga nungas. Chee Tonka tickets.
1: Boobalicious. Dennis. <laughs> Pamela.
2: <laughs> Scroobs. Wampa wampas. Danglies. Sweater bunnies. Fun bags. Boob
1: fest. Snow capped mountains. Tina. <laughs> Eight pound socks. Juggernauts. boobosy, Lung mittens. Baby bottles. Snack trays. Jesus. Fun bumps. Hooters. Pillow. Bitch tits.
2: Weapons of mass destruction.
1: Best thing ever. <laughs>
2: Fap fodder.
1: Chesticles. Leave it to beavage. Mount Everbreast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Milk bubbles.
1: Flesh pumpkins.
2: Jamboolies. Boobler. Thunder buckets. Chemical balls.
1: Milk bubbles. Pancakes.
2: Normans. Oh, that's sad. Fuck utters. Oh. Mariah Crawford.
1: Cleavage cleaner.
2: Chesticles. Tatties. Mammary foam. moosums, Pita bread tits. Oh, these are just like ways to call people's tits bad. Oh, no. I like your tits.
1: Yeah, we like your tits. Yeah. boob ha- Boobs happens. What? This one's way worse. Yeah. Love knobs. Shock absorbers. Uh... Uh deja boobs. <laughs> Thanks for listening Welcome to my It's time for us to slide on out of here. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Welcome to My Vagina. On Twitter at Welcome to My Bad. you can donate to us at Patreon, LiberaPay, PayPal, and uh, Venmo at Welcome to My Vagina. Yeah, yeah, go to welcomyvagina.com and become a subscriber to our newsletter as well. We like questions and fan art and jingles. True. Check out Rebecca's awesome writing at franklyrebecca.com. Please also remember that our amazing intro was done by Elise and Willie. If you want to hire Willie to do some videos for you or art or jingles, you can find him at Wooly Willie. That's W-O-O-L-L-Y-W-I-L-L-I-E. And his Etsy shop is Wooly's Studio. Yeah. Thanks, Kate, for being our amazing, dope ass fucking producer.